Is it time for Capcom to re-release Ultra Street Fighter 4 with rollback netcode? We discuss what this might look like, and then Catalyst lists off his 10 characters who should absolutely not be in the base roster for Street Fighter 6, all on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. What did you get for Christmas? I got Steam gift cards, which are the best thing ever, and then some uh, like uh, extra hoodies and other stuff like that. How about you? I got a portable little vacuum, a little handheld vacuum, which is the coolest thing for a 30-something-year-old homeowner. I uh, don't have to get the shock vac out every time I want to clean up something, and I uh, got a grill cover. <laughs> Uh, some gloves for when I go working out so I don't get a bunch of calluses on my hands and uh, some gift cards. Yeah, good times. I am such an adult. It used to be like, how many games did you get? I remember coming out under the the Christmas tree uh, one morning when uh, GameCube was brand new and like every game that was available, like Luigi's Mansion and Wave Race and whatever the Mario was and such, and like an extra controller and a little like tripod gaming seat. And it was just the coolest thing ever. And now I'm excited about a grill cover, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about the gloves and stuff. and I I can't help but think of like that, that guy that tries to teach people like self-defense who wears the gloves and and like they, they have videos of him like like disarming people and other stuff like that who don't know what they're doing. And then like someone shows up and they, they do know what they're doing and he tries to disarm them, take their handgun away. And they, like he ends up getting shot like five times <laughs> because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's basically, yeah, uh, sorry, workout gloves. Like he wears workout gloves. That's what reminded me of that. Are I'm you like, saying I'm going to get shot? Well, I, 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 if you try to disarm people with that guy's techniques, yes, you will get shot. So don't do that. So <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so. I don't know how to segue that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say, speaking of getting shot, yeah. uh, we want to talk about something this week that is uh, it's interesting because it's not really a question of if, but rather when. And so I suppose I'm asking is when kind of now? And I guess by now, I mean within this next year, within the coming months. But the big question is, is it time for Capcom to re-release Ultra Street Fighter 4 with rollback netcode? Uh, the answer you're looking for, John, is hell freaking yes. Yes. Really? This is coming from a person that's, uh, as there's a lot of people that are like, oh, one on Street Fighter 4, it's the best. And I think you were one of those that said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened, but I am not going to miss you all that much. Bring on SF5. Yeah, the game is aged terribly, in my opinion. Uh, if you want to play Option Select Fighter 4, by all means, you know, feel free. Uh, if they re-release it, I might play it a little bit, but like, um, and, and it's mostly for the nostalgia value. It's it's like people who play Marvel 2 over Marvel 3. And there's nothing wrong with that if you prefer that game. But Marvel 3 is just a better game, if you ask me. They they fixed a lot of the stuff that was a problem with, with Marvel 2. It's got its own flaws. But I generally like the latter games and most series better. Um, that's just kind of my opinion. I'm kind of like you know, out with the old, in with the new kind of thing. Uh, that's how I roll with it. But I respect the hell out of how many people love Street Fighter 4. And damn, would I ever love to see this for those people so they can see how bad the game is now. No, I'm kidding. So, I, I, I so many of you are headed right now to the comment section. I know while you're on your way, can you please do us a favor? Psycho crush the like button before you leave that nasty comment about John talking smack about <laughs> yes. your favorite game. Remember John without the H is the one that said that. Yeah. And uh, so thank you so much for, for liking, commenting, subscribing, and checking out the Event Hubs podcast. <laughs> but John, uh, let me ask you this though. Like 
why are you pitching this as an idea? Why do you think that, you know, the, the community should listen to you, you know, kind of thing in terms of, of bringing this back? Why are you broaching this subject? Well, I think that one, of course, I started with Street Fighter 4. And I think there are, I should say, I started competitively to the capacity that I'm in the fighting game community now. I would not be sitting here working with you, most likely, uh, had it not been for Street Fighter 4. And it is a, uh, well, th that's part of the what I want to get into in a little bit. I don't want to go too far. But you mentioned the nostalgia of it. And I absolutely admit, yes, there is a nostalgia factor, as there is with every one of these old games. These re-releases work, right? Capcom likes to do them, and the people like to play them. And we've had, you know, what HD remix back in 08. Uh, there's the Third Strike Online. There's the 30th Anniversary Collection, which had uh, multiple versions of SF2, SF3, and SF Alpha, and uh, the Ultra SF2 with the new challenger or the final challengers that came out for Switch. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the likes of, you know, uh, Resident Evil re-releases. Uh, Dream King and I joke all the time about how many times we bought RE4 and how many times we'll probably still buy it again as it comes out for modern consoles. Anyways, the point is, yes, there's absolutely a nostalgia factor to it. Of course, we want to go back to these old games. Um, but there's another factor to it, and, and that's the updated with modern tech. Now that we know what we know and we have the technology that we have, can you go back and make these games a little cleaner? And I don't mean an overhaul. I don't mean a whole rebalancing and stuff like that. That's its own conversation. But what I mean is with like the 30th anniversary collection, for instance, you had old games, you brought them back. They still have all of their ridiculous balances and some bugs and things like that. But you add in things like training mode that some of those games didn't have training modes. You add in the capacity to or the, the opportunity to play online. And that's something that I think that Street Fighter 4 could use the, the little treatment. So it's, it's a combination of nostalgia and modernization that would be really cool. And, and uh, hold on now. I don't want to bury the lead on this. You're saying play online. Now, you could play online Street Fighter 4 from the get-go. What do you mean play online? Well, because the online that we have for Street Fighter 4 is 2008 slash 2009 uh, delayed-based Capcom not caring as much or prioritizing as much as they do now, netcode, netcode. And people are even widely unhappy with the 2016 rollback netcode that SF5 has. We would be talking something like a 2022 Capcom cares a lot about it rollback netcode for a game that... Uh, was widely played online and widely, like when you think about playing Street Fighter 4 though online, the whole idea that it's a very different game on and offline is was huge. Like that's that's where that conversation happened, I think, more often than anywhere else. And then SF5, it carried over, but things have gotten better and that gap has definitely closed a significant amount. But and when people think back- a technical standpoint too, just to explain this, it, the more powerful your machine is, the better the rollback netcode can sometimes be because you're saving game states that you roll back to, right? And for a game with a lot going on, rolling back to those game states could be a lot. It could be very intense on the you know the hardware that you're running. And since Street Fighter 4 is an old game, very old at this point in time, as you mentioned, it came out in 2008 uh, in arcades and then 2009 on console, the, the machines now can run it gold and, and really put in some heavy rollback code on it and have no issues with it. Are seemingly they should have no issues with it from a, a performance standpoint. Yes, yes, yes. I think there would be a new surge of excitement because I think there are a lot of people that 
would go back, would love Street Fighter 4. Um, it was it, it caused a boom in the fighting game community. This is an incredibly powerful title. And by powerful, I mean things really fell off after Third Strike. Now, Third Strike's regarded as one of, if not the best fighting game of all time by a significant number of people. But it wasn't a commercial success, as we yeah. definitely mentioned on this podcast. Yeah. Capcom fighting games went into something of a dark age for about 10 years. And then uh, Street Fighter 4 comes along not only revitalizes Capcom fighting games, but sends the 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 fighting game scene into a golden age. And it wasn't just SF4, but I think it's a, a an integral factor, one of probably the biggest factor. And not only did it start it, it continued it. So then you had Marvel versus Capcom 3 come out and you had, you know, the new Mortal Kombat series starting in MK11. That whole franchise kind of got rebooted. And and now you get to this point where there are so many fighting games come out, indie and, and AAA and AA and all over the place. And Street Fighter 4 is, it's not responsible for all of those being here, but it is responsible for shaping this scene. And like I said, reviving this scene in the yeah. way that it did, yeah. it was very powerful. Um, the thing that, well, I, I'll, I'll come back to that in a bit, but uh, so when would this kind of a thing happen? Realistically, I would say Capcom cup 2021, which will actually happen in 2022. We only have like a two more days of 2021 left, but I think they're calling February. it Capcom cup eight now. Like they, they've dropped the, oh, okay, uh, just the year, the, yeah. which is a really smart idea. And I think it's like eight or something, but forgive me. Sure. If it's like, you know, a different number. Sure. But yeah. So, and, and I would say it's something similar to what we saw at Capcom Cup 2017. That was the year that Tokita and Mena were in grand finals, where uh, not only were they showing the the plans for SF5's next season, and it was a big deal. It wasn't a whole new game, but it was arcade edition. They were finally showing all of the characters at that Capcom Cup, and the game was kind of at a point where it needs to be reinvented so that we stick around. How are you going to do that? Here's how we're going to do that. So it was a big deal for Street Fighter. There were other announcements, and there were certainly other uh, places for people's attention but then they also revealed this anniversary collection and that came out in may of 2018 and uh and i think that there was definitely space for for both things to exist at the same time uh, and the reason i say that is because it feels like when you talk about it what else have we talked about potentially being revealed at capcom cup uh in february Street Fighter 6. And you go, is it starting to feel a little bit crowded if you've got Street Fighter 6 announced and then you've got Street Fighter 5 as the Capcom Pro Tour center stage game for one last year and then you're also going to release another Street Fighter 4? It's like all of a sudden that's might be a little crowded. I I don't actually think it would be though because I think people are going to be playing SF5, sure. SF6 is not going to be out yet. You're going to see maybe some little hints here's and there's and some new, you know, presentations of it and like, oh, here's Ryu's foot and all that, however they want to show. And then maybe a beta later on. But I don't think that game's coming out until 2023 early yeah. so that it can be on the next Pro Tour. We've talked about that for sure. It um, is even possible it'll be a 2024 game uh, with, you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff. I, I It's possible because we're seeing that. some major delays, but I don't think it, I think they we we got an official confirmation of delay. I really do think it's 2023, but, you know, you can't put anything past it because you know hey it's we've said get it right you know that's one of the big things you and i have said over and over again i'd rather have them get it right and delay it a bit so yeah um and so uh, also then hd remix came out in 2008 that was the same year that sf4 dropped in in arcades and uh we actually found a a an older interview with capcom's ray jimenez uh where he was asked are you guys worried that the the game this is the hd remix version of sf2 might suffer in sales due to street fighter 4 getting released in a few months and the response was not at all 
while it's a good idea to be, uh, while it's not a good idea to be right next to it in terms of release, I think that we have a good enough separation between the two. Both games appeal to wide audiences, but the hunger for old school Street Fighter with a new twist. Uh, and the next step in Street Fighter gaming are equally as large. And I think that just as much applies here with the idea of a Street Fighter 6 on the horizon and a Street Fighter 5 still being played. Really what I think you get here is you get a version of Street Fighter 4 that people feel like they can practice and play validly, legitimately online. If you have that, I don't think you should have necessarily a whole like Capcom Pro Tour circuit devoted to it, but I think that you'd have, at least for this next year, TOs putting Street Fighter 4 in as a side tournament, and you'd have plenty of people that wanted to come in and play it alongside Street Fighter 5. I think there's space for both. And you know, Street Fighter 5 came in 2016. It was the end of Street Fighter 4 for sure. But uh, I think that Street Fighter 5 feels relatively tired right now. Would you agree with that? Is that yeah, fair yeah, to say? Sure. It's, so, it, I mean, the game's done. Like, I mean, we're going to get balance updates. We're going to get a few other things, but like the game is essentially over and it's not an ideal time for it to be over. It, it you know, but it's kind of hanging on, you know, and it's just not that beloved where Street Fighter 4 is maybe the most beloved Street Fighter entry ever, even over Street Fighter 2. Like that is it. And that is hard to do. Um, I know there's some people out there who just love street fighter four way more than street fighter two. And it just, it, you have to tip your cap to those people um, because they paid a lot of your bills for a lot of years. And, and they probably gave street fighter five a chance, even though they didn't really want to because of all the problems with it. It's there's a, there's a huge legacy for street fighter four. Uh, you could literally call it the best fighting game Capcom has ever released, at least from a success standpoint. And, and you have a damn good case for it. Yeah, and I remember, I, I, no, I'm speaking from, first of all, my, my own point of view, uh, sure, but also the people around me, I can I can say well, there's a lot of people that still wanted to see Street Fighter 4 continue to play as, as a main stage game into 2016. We wanted Street Fighter 5, absolutely, bring it on. But why not Street Fighter 4? There still felt like there was plenty left in the tank. And then when Street Fighter 5 came out, of course, the big shift went over to that, and then Evo decided not to have Street Fighter 4 in 2016 and uh that was more or less the end of it you know we saw some side tournaments and such and they got decent play but really street fighter 4 felt like it was cut off earlier than it needed to be it still could have thrived and hindsight's 2020 of course street fighter 5 came out as like a 70 percent done game and i think we would all and probably capcom also agree you should have done one more year of street fighter 4 and released sf5 in 2017 but that's the past. We can't change it. Uh, we also ran a poll back in, uh, I think it was November of 2015, and I'll show it here on the screen, asking which games you would like to see on the Evo 2016 lineup. Street Fighter 4 got third place overall, second to Street or after Street Fighter 5 and Guilty Gear Exerd Sign, um, with uh, like 7% of the whole vote. People still wanted to see it. As far as me and my circle and people voting on event hubs, it was still... And, and I think that that was reflective of the community in general. It's like, not mm -hmm. everybody, but yeah. I think people still wanted to see it. So how poetic would it be if SF5 kind of came in and cut the last year of SF4 short, if SF4 could come back, be reinvented a little bit and modernized... Um, just with the things we talked about, you know, the technology and the rollback netcode. And those two could kind of share the stage for, for Street Fighter V's final year. You know, and again, I'm not saying a CPT for SF4, but I think it could be at these events. And I think a lot of people that would play SF5 would also play SF4. And and I think Capcom could make some money off of it, man. Yeah. I think people would be happy to buy it and play it. And I think Capcom could make, you know, sell it for 30 bucks or so. I, I mean, think the thing be about it is, poetic. 
take some of those sales from the the Street Fighter Four version and, and dump them into the Pro Tour. You know, say, hey, like if you buy the special CPT package for Street Fighter Four, um, like we have it for Street Fighter Five, you get like you know these little b- extra bells and whistles, and you directly support the Pro Tour. You know, um, mm-hmm. so you can pay an extra ten bucks or five bucks on top of the thirty you're mentioning there, and then go from that way. You know, and you don't have to do it; it's just add on DLC. Yeah. There is a, um, so this is a question that I want to ask the, the, the audience here and you can answer now, you can answer after we've talked about some of our answers to this, but, um, is there more that you would do if Capcom were re-releasing Street Fighter 4, Ultra Street Fighter 4, and we said, okay, with better net code, and then maybe some a few other things, is there more that you would add to it? Little things here and there it could have to do with the menus, it could have to do with uh, the displays, the the ease of, of operations, anything like that. Uh, but let us know, comment, if there's anything you would like to see in a re-release beyond just rollback net code. I say that to then turn things over to you, John, because uh, as you've noted, the PC port of Street Fighter 4 is, uh, and I have a quote here, kind of balls. Yeah. Uh, so why why is it kind of balls and uh, what's wrong with it? What would what would you fix if you could bring it back? Yeah, the big thing that comes down to it's how the game handles V-Sync, which means, you know, for, for PS uh, players, Sony play, players out there, um, basically there's input delay and then there's frame rate issues. And finding the right setting is really hard. And then if you're playing online, if your opponent has the wrong settings, you're your experience is just going to be terrible. Uh, we've had that actually happen a few times internally uh, here at Event Hubs where we played the PC port and it's just like, oh, we're getting massive latency issues. And this is, and sometimes even offline. Like literally if you don't have your ViewSync stuff, it's like literally getting, you know, extra five, 10 frames of input delay, like and just a bunch of problems with it. Um, and it's not really clear kind of how to fix that. If you even go on, you know, various places, like what do I do? Because I've got a 144 hertz monitor. Because you know, uh, shouts to to my reactions be, being better. Shouts to Arturo. Uh, what is it, what is the evidence profile? It's like you know, 360 hertz reactions or something like that, which is really <laughs> awesome. Uh, and he has a great guide on on how to do all that kind of stuff. But regardless. Um, uh, there's screen tearing there's a bunch of other issues and it's just it sucks even trying to play it it's like why would i want to play this stuff not only that but the pc version also used game for windows live which means it stopped working periodically as microsoft continu- discontinued that service and you can still get it working now but like it caused all sorts of headaches back in the day and even then some people actually couldn't get the game to to go past the press start screen without crashing like there are it, it's like what's worse than a game that like sucks it's a game you can't even play and that was a case for a number of people and like yeah there's fixes and stuff but it's just it's a myriad of problems with the pc port of street fighter 4 and just capcom outsourcing you know like saying hey put rollback code in here do a really good job of sprucing up this you know version of the game and make it really good that'd be awesome you know that'd be a great way of doing it and since pcs are the number one platform right now you know do it that way and maybe even you know make it a uh, uh, cross um cross platforms a little harder to do especially with a release like this so i could see i'm not doing that but you know rollback code and fixing those issues I'd be pretty thrilled with the game. I'd probably even buy it. Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I would say maybe a few things like make ranked the two out of three that Street Fighter Five has now. If you remember, ranked in Street Fighter Four was just you find someone, you play one and done, and then if you find him again, great. But if not, uh, too bad. Uh, and maybe some CFN-like stats or something like that they could add in to sort of give it a little bit of extra glitter and glam on the outside. But, uh, I mean, th- those aren't musts. Those are just a few little things that I think they could add to it. Maybe some something like, um, I guess that, that game actually has online training as far as I remember, but stuff like that could be cool. Um, now, this is not a conclusive science experiment, but something like this has already happened, uh, namely with Guilty Gear, uh, Toys R Us Plus, uh, no, Accent Core Plus R, 
uh, it was re-released in on Steam in 2020. It was actually uh, October 28th of 2020. And I went and looked at the stats to see what the numbers were like beforehand and after. And so, and, and you'll get the, the graphic here so you can follow along. But the average number of players on, I think this means at any given time, for the 12 months before rollback netcode was implemented for this game was just 13. Okay, now then it spiked up the, the month that it was released, which was the 28th of October. So it's really like that day plus, you know, the, the, the last couple of days of October. And then November was like the big like, okay, this is the anomaly because everyone's attention is on it. Um, so I, I went after that. So December and then the next 12 months after that, uh, the average number of players playing then was 224, making for a 17.2 times increase in the number of players in Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R uh, after rollback netcode was implemented. So if we look at Ultra Street Fighter 4's average number of players in the last 12 months, 148. If it were to get rollback netcode and increase by 17 times two times, 17.2 times, we'd have 2,545 players on average playing. And guess what the average number of players playing Street Fighter V has been in the last 12 months? A little bit less than that, about 100 players less than that. So I'm, just, I'm not saying that, of, of, of course, you're going to get a 17 times increase, but these are people playing on this crappy Steam version of the game, uh, as you just laid out. Uh, there is real potential for people to jump on it and, and engage with this. And like you said, Guilty Gear, love you, dog, but you are not Street Fighter 4 and you are not the you don't have the legacy of Street Fighter 4. You don't have the, the recognition. I think that number could be significantly higher. With the kind of splash of SF4s coming back and you can play it legitimately online, that kind of message out there is going to turn some heads, you can bet. So I do think there's a lot of potential here. Does it have to happen this year? Uh, no. In fact, if Capcom's not already doing it and planning it, then I, we probably won't see it. But I do think there's room for it. I do think it would be interesting, like I said, sort of poetic if it happened alongside the last year of SF5 and they kind of worked in tandem and, and fueled each other's numbers. I really think this would be cool. And that's not just as an 0-9-er. That's just as a sort of objective, like, this would be yeah. good for the FGC. I don't even like the game that much, and I think it's a great idea. So it's uh, it's uh, it's, this is one of the best games uh, that Capcom has ever put out but in the community's eyes. Get it back out there again in the highest playable form that you can. Uh, when online play does not work how it should, that is breaking a huge part of the game for a lot of people. And so update it, get it out there, and let people play it and how it's meant to be played. So, America. <laughs> and play Guile apparently because there it is. So yeah, and Rufus. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't play Rufus. Well, speaking of uh, that, is that a uh, perfect segue <laughs> into your segment? Let's do it. I did not think of that. I did not play that, but but I bet you it is. Uh, and uh, well, here we go. We might be talking about them later on, but first off, I want to get to ten characters who should not not make Street Fighter Six's roster, and I want to get started by establishing the parameters here because. All of these characters have been launch cast members previously. I'm not grabbing random, you know, DLC, obscure characters. These are all launch roster characters that I do not want to see on this next launch roster for a variety of reasons, which we're going to get into. Um, and uh, you can check out now who I thought should be on the Street Fighter VI uh, launch cast. Uh, and, you know, check it out in the description. We'll have it below there. Of course, you know, link it up there. Boom, there it is. Um, so, uh, and this list is in order in terms of 10th place is less worse than the person appearing, appearing at first. Uh, if if the person who's at first place is a launch roster member in Street Fighter VI, I'm just going to, I don't know. 
Uh, it's okay. It's, so, so, so num- the, the character with the one next to the name is the most egregious sin of all of them. Exactly. And the 10th one okay. is not too bad, right? So um, anyway, uh, I, I don't think these characters should be on the launch roster. It doesn't mean I don't think they cannot be DLC at some point in time, right? It's totally fine to add them later, especially if the community thinks, you know, they're worthwhile and all that kind of stuff. So if you, you know, if you want to weigh in on this, feel free. We, we've seen what, numerous what's, campaigns. What's, what's the difference between being on a launch roster versus, like what, what qualifies them as, as like it's okay to be DLC but not a launch That's roster That's a character. great question, which I'm going to answer with every character individually. Like okay, every character enough. I'm going to address it with. Uh, number 10 here is E Honda. And he is he is the only, he's not the only original, I should say, Street Fighter 2 cast member on this list. But Honda came in as DLC for Street Fighter 5 three years after the game launched. And most people didn't seem to mind. Uh, it's nice to have Honda in there, but I don't think there's some big rush to add him to the game. And, and that's a trend that should continue, in my opinion. Uh, sorry, Mike Ross. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, he's a, he, he's not a joke character in his gameplay, but he is in his overall story. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not a character you want in the main game who's responsible for moving the story forward. Like all the launch characters are going to be a big part of the story. That's just how they are. I don't want joke characters on there. And yeah. So, you know, there's uh, in our recent videos, we talked about Ken and his status with the community and Ken, well, Ken's an SF one character for sure, but uh, you know, he's Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Ryu and Ken. It's like those, they're just, they're just paired together. Um, there's a whole other roster there of, you know, the other original world warriors and such, and you have like some Dalsam and, and Honda and such. And um, they have this special seat at the table, right? Cause they're OG street fighters. And it's like, yes, but it's been, I dare say long long enough and we've had enough iterations of the game and enough new characters i hadn't thought about this beforehand but as you say all this and i think of honda and i'm like you know if i'm gonna be real yeah he's not the most hype like it's just there's he's got fans and stuff but he's just not the most hype and uh he doesn't have that same status in certain ways you could cut the cake and say you know he does but i i don't think he does and you're right that he worked his dlc three years too late or three years later than the uh the rest of the launch roster and it just it was it was fine it's cool yeah Honda, yeah. whatever. So I can't disagree with you. Yeah, I generally don't want joke characters on the launch roster, which brings us to number nine, and that's Sean. Uh, Sean debuted at the start of Street Fighter 3, and while he wasn't a joke initially, by the time Third Strike came out, it was clear Capcom intended him to be Dan's successor, right? With a, a solid emphasis on sucking. Right. So um, anyway, uh, I actually like Sean and, and it's really cool because uh, his sister's super hot. That's Laura. Um, and, you know, that's that's a, you know, yeah, it's, it, he's got that going for him. But that's kind of the psycho crush the like button because because uh, <laughs> Laura's hot. Yes, exactly. Psycho crush the like button there. But anyway, um, the plot is definitely headed more in a direction uh, that like fits where Sean is in the timeline and all that kind of stuff. But if you have a, a, a character who's a Shoto character and people don't take him seriously and you have all this other kind of stuff, why would you add another Shoto character who's basically a joke into the game as a launch roster guy? And it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know there's some Sean fans out there, but there's a it's, lot of people that are saying when Sean, yeah, but it's, it maybe is DLC, you know, kind of thing, but just don't put him in at the launch. So, so does he have to be like season five DLC like Dan yeah. was like once like we got season, all the serious characters out of the way season 10 or something, I think, but <laughs> man, you're making a commitment to SF six. Yeah. That thing's going to work for a while. Uh, I don't know if on. I want to get in for, for 10 seasons. Jeez. I just want to piss everyone off of the internet. John, that's where I'm you're good for, at so. that. Yeah, I am uh, moving on. We have number eight, uh, continuing to piss people off and that would be birdie. 
look, Capcom took a risk adding Birdie into Street Fighter V, and, and I think they had a fresh idea for the character, and it fit what they were trying to do with the game. Overall, I think Birdie is a good idea for Street Fighter V, but I don't want to see him back, mostly because of what he does uh, in terms of his gameplay is a lot of overlap with other characters. And, and initially, Street Fighter, 4 was, or Street Fighter V was known as Grappler Fighter V. And with Birdie, he only added to that, and it made sense because the game was heavily based around command throws, Okazemi, all this other kind of stuff. I don't want to see him come back because I want to see different gameplay styles represented initially, not just rehash what we just went through in spades, right? And then, you know, there's stuff like the gross-out factor uh, that, you know, makes more sense in Street Fighter V because clearly the gameplay was hella gross and, you know, so flicking boogers and stuff at people, that just made so much more sense. So I'm hoping Capcom kind of cuts that crap out and and just, you know, if, if they're going to add Birdie in, put him in his DLC or don't even put him in at all, uh, put him on a diet of not being in the game so he <laughs> gotta trim the birdie fat now speaking of though they have the perfect opportunity to send birdie on the same trajectory as mac did on always sunny where he got really fat out of nowhere and then now when he comes back for sf6 spoilers for always sunny uh he can be super buff dude come on and make him a joke character i don't know if it's funny enough have him put birdie with a bag of burritos are you kidding me you're welcome capcom put this john's wrong launch roster bag of burritos birdie you're welcome there you go <laughs> so moving on here to number seven we have blanca uh this mostly comes down to being another shenanigan and joke character uh blanca was added a couple years after street fighter 5 came out and he was one of the original world warriors but no one really no one was really clamoring for blanca because when we have ran polls here on the website he tends to be very near the top of the list as the number one most hated characters out there. Uh, mm -hmm. He is a heavy troll character. He is a very heavy shenanigan character. That's the kind of person you really want kind of later in the game once you've kind of figured out what your game is. Like, Did that okay. happen in SF4 or did that happen in Alpha? Him being a troll. It happened in Alpha 3. Like, he, he, in Street Fighter 2, you could say he wasn't as big of a troll, but also, like, in Street Fighter 2, if you, you DP'd his um his rolling attack, like, it did his entire life bar of damage. So it didn't <laughs> do that much, but it did, a, it did a lot. It, like, it was, like, double damage or some crap like that. It was really bonkers. Um, But it basically, it was Alpha 3. He could, like, you know, shake trees, and we'll, we'll put the video up here now. He could shake trees, and, like, fruit and stuff would fall down, and all this other kind of ridiculous stuff would happen. Like, and that's fine. That's what you want from Blanca, but that's not usually serious gameplay that you're kind of counting on that's what Blanca is right he he's chaos he's wild and all that other kind of stuff you want to know what your game is before you add in a character like that mm, that's an interesting point like I I can I would agree with you to begin with but the idea that's like you want to know what your game is before you start throwing not RNG stuff like that's just probably its own conversation but kind of random crazy chaos stuff it's like yeah let us figure ourselves out before we start going crazy yeah, and what I really want to see with Blanca is to give him an actual troll costume in the next version of the game and then have him carry around an Ono doll in his pocket because that would be gold and you would definitely sell millions of DLC copies with that. Oh, so. nice. Or, or he goes around with a router and it's like Wi-Fi, some kind of a Wi-Fi like, or a shirt that says I only play on Wi-Fi or something like that. That'd be great. Dude, I'd buy Blanca and, yep. and learn him. Yeah, the, who won it, man? That, you would have to. It would be, it'd be an obligation at that point. So at number six... We have who you mentioned before, Rufus. Uh, boy, did I ever get tired of seeing this guy in Street Fighter 4. He won a crap load of tournaments, and he was a heavy presence throughout Street Fighter 4's eight-year run. 
he was one of the more polarizing characters as a handful of pros swore by this guy. Um, but I think he'd be a terrible fit when you have much better options like Yan and Yang out there. And and I actually think that Capcom proved that Rufus was a flash in the pan with Street Fighter Cross Tekken because his popularity was not that great in that game. And he was one of the main characters in it. He, they put him in from the get go. Right. So it, it's like, look. Uh, Rufus to me is just kind of like, ugh. I, 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 they're just better options. He was kind of a joke. He was kind of whatever he is. Like, how does it strike you, like, not having him in the game as a launch member? Well, so I, I want to specifically know if you're talking about his his presentation visually being a big old fat slob. You know, the, I think he's like kind of a caricature of like the the American uh, yeah. over overindulgence. And um, but or do you mean the fact that he was doing divekicks.com and then he had Messiah Kick, which was maybe the best move in Street Fighter 4 uh, and, and like every single touch he had led to Ultra. And he wasn't the best character in the game. I just listed off some really amazing things, you know, but like, and he still wasn't the best character in the game. Uh, but that's kind of the reason why I think he was polarizing. Like he, the Rufus players were like, yeah, he's got some good stuff, but he also is, has a hard time. And at the same time, it's like, well, we don't want to play against you. And like, well, we're not super happy to play, you know, either. And um, so, so do you mean more because of the visuals or do you mean more because of the way he played? And because the, the way he played could be updated quite a bit. And I suppose visuals could be too. Maybe he goes the Mac route as well and becomes buff. Whoa. What about buff Rufus? Could buff Rufus be okay? No, buff Rufus is still not okay. You have better so characters who are way better designed than him. Look, look, I, 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 the answer is yes to both things, by the way. Capcom, and, you have permission to do buff Rufus if you want. Okay. okay. <laughs> As an American, look, I should probably be offended by this guy, but a bunch of my friends played him and thought he was hilarious. So it's not offensive if it's funny. Is that how that works, John? Like, if it's hilarious, like, it's not, I don't know. But anyway. I'm not going to so. say anything on that on the internet. <laughs> We're both Americans. We can chime in on being American. So anyway, at number five, we've got Necro. Um, and you could you you got a guy who can stretch his limbs over a long distance, and he does a really good job at zoning from those ranges. Does that sound familiar at all to you? Like, yeah. It, it, it's called, Not ringing a bell. Yeah. Um, all this is a character I actually like quite a bit. His role is often filled by Dalsum. And, and it's just, that's a way better choice for the initial roster because Dalsum's one of the bigger characters, you know, bigger IPs and stuff like that. Necro is actually a character I wanted to be added as DLC in Street Fighter V because he has a really tricky high-low game, which, you know, adds some interesting dynamics to the stuff. I felt he would have been a good fit for, you know, five, but he's really an ideal DLC fighter um, who comes later on down the road when the developers, once again, have a better understanding of what the, the game is going to be and what it needs. Because Necro actually has a pretty diverse moveset and, and characters who have, you know, the stretchy limbs, uh, the long-range zoning and stuff like that, they're few and far between. But for me, it's like it, it's a total second fiddle situation. Situation. Don't put Necro in when you've got Dalsum. So does that mean Dalsum needs to be on the launch roster? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, remember he's on the first one, so Dalsum. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably because he wouldn't be a great DLC character. Yeah. It, yeah. Who, who's going to buy him except for the five people who play him? So, shout yeah. out to Star Anyway, um, number four, we've got El Fuerte. Uh, Thank really... you for putting El Fuerte oh, on yeah. this list. He, he's going to be on here. Uh, Capcom really dropped the ball with this guy almost throughout Street Fighter IV's existence. He had an infinite, he had ridiculous mix-ups, and a fairly racist character design. Uh, he was a grappler who did low damage on his mix-ups and often led to frustration from his opponents from getting caught in his vortex and kind of staying there in that vortex without kind of being let out. And, oh man, uh, shouts to Kai 
guy who would just sit there and troll people and just smile and laugh and other stuff. Man, that was great entertainment, unless you happen to be on the other end of it. Um, so, he but finally- Kai did it with like this 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 nihilistic approach of like, I hate this game, and I'm gonna find the worst part of this game and and then just highlight it so that everybody else can hate it with me. Yeah. It's like he was. That's a that's a James Bond villain if yeah. I ever heard one. And, and I, I hats off to him, like right on. And I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Kai, working on your giant blue laser to destroy the earth with, right on. I hope you're doing well. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was a that was a special place you have to get to to like, I'm gonna play this to spite the game. Yes. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was a third strike fan and he thought you know, SF4 was bullcrap. So boom, he played it a lot. But El Ferte also got really good later on in Street Fighter 4's lifespan and started doing massive damage with his chest buster attack, uh, wow. which is one of those... Quesadilla hor- bomb. Yeah, it's one of those horizontal moves that carries minimal risk and super high rewards, which we learn to hate with a passion in Street Fighter V. Uh, so we kind of learned that these moves are a little bit like, if you're going to have a move like that, please have it have proper risk, which it definitely did not. So... Ferte is basically just not how you do a character, and hopefully they kill him off in the sequel out of embarrassment. <laughs> Dude, his, his move name, Steven's always bad at those. It's, I want to say Nacho's Punch. That's not one of them, but it might as well have been. like Basically, insert Reese's term here, and boom, that's the name it's of it. Insert, insert Mexican yeah. food item, uh. and then insert fighting attack, and there you go. And that's about the amount of thought uh, that Capcom put into Fuerte. I, I will say that he entertained many, especially because of Pepe Day. Pepidai? Yeah, Pepidai. Uh, yeah. th- that was, like, people tuned in. A lot of people probably tuned into a lot of those uh, streams just to see how Pepidai yep. would do with Fuerte. And I get it, but, man, it was not fun to play against them. And uh, he was probably a reason a lot of people didn't want to come back. So, yep. Speaking of a reason a lot of people wouldn't want to come back, at number three, we have Abel. And Sanford Kelly, I got you, fam. Because this is literally one of the dumbest characters I've seen in the history of the franchise. He had a move the community renamed to Brainless for how ridiculous it was. But he kept that approach up with a lot of his other moves anyway. Because his gameplay too often revolved around hard reads and guesses. And Capcom too often made this way too good for some freaking reason. I don't understand. And then you get into his story, and he's pretty much a blank slate. He's another host body, and and you don't have a good reason to include him on the launch cast at all. Because, like, story and gameplay, ah! Like, it, it, they both suck. Like, it, it's both terrible. This guy is hmm. so generic. His main skill is sewing. And that's something you should never give to a fighting game character. Just it, it, that just shows how much Capcom mailed it in with this guy. And it's like, okay, it, it's I want to shit out the three amigos because that's the only time sewing has ever been cool. But so anyways. grandma, so like the wind. <laughs> how do you feel about Abel, John? You're, you're, you, yeah, I, I can't have you at a complete loss for words on him because I know you have some stuff to say. I uh, don't hate Abel. My training partner, before he jumped over to Fei Long in 2013 or so, played Abel, and uh, and I definitely felt the uh, the mix-ups and such. Um, you're right, though, because uh, like being just in mix-up city for the sake, of, it's like command grabs, uh, uh, where you know it, it's the vortex, you know, and it's it, it's not that Abel had like the best vortex in the game or anything like that, um, and and actually in in a certain way it wasn't because you yeah. did have legitimate options out. But it, it's not fun just playing that 
it's hard to dial in because you need a certain amount of like, okay, I'm going to throw rock, you're going to throw paper and, and we'll yes, see what happens. Yeah. But you don't want so much of the decided outcome of a game to be based on that. Now, I think you could you could change Abel and redesign him so he still has, you know, throw moves and the roll and all that kind of stuff without them having this kind of uh, erroneous nature about them. But uh, maybe the ship has sailed, although he was a protagonist character. So I would be okay with them taking another pass at Abel. But as he existed in SF4, I hear what you're saying, especially as he existed in Super SF4 with Brainless. Get out of here with that. Yeah. So you're saying that that they could, but the question becomes, why should they do that? And that brings us to number two, Elena. So first off, Elena enters a tournament where you kick the crap out of the other person. And I'm not joking here. She enters the tournament to make friends. I don't know what drugs Capcom was doing when they came up with that concept, but I'd be happy to share some with them at the next conference. So see you guys there. But anyway, she's nearly as bad as Abel in terms of, of being a blank slate when it comes to the plot, but her saving grace is her, oh, her gameplay. No, no, I can't, I couldn't even get that line out with a straight face. <laughs> she's one of the most hated characters from a gameplay perspective in the history of the franchise. I legit wonder if Capcom included Elena as a launch character how many less copies of the game they would sell judging from the rations online it'd be quite a bit less so now is this something that happened in street fighter 3 did they hate her then or was it just it was it her street fighter 4 presence well the only thing about street fighter 3 she pretty much sucked entirely throughout the game's lifespan so and and they actually didn't do something like where she takes damage and then she can heal herself from that uh, in a fighting game which is probably one of the worst ideas ever um yeah so there was a lot of stuff that elena kind of didn't really register with until she came around into street fighter four and they made some really interesting design choices there and said hmm let's go ahead and throw a wrench into everything people know and there it is she also had the most annoying song in third strike right as she beats in my head yeah the beats in my yeah head i mean it's fun for yeah. for a second now it's stuck in my head for the rest of the day and i'm yeah. sorry i'm sure it is for you too because i brought it up but uh it's for oh, we're you gonna guys. play it it's now for the yeah, let's let's play it on the, the things just so we can piss everyone off and everyone dislikes the video <laughs> yeah stop watching now <laughs> oh man all right john number one final character elena again yeah i wish a close fong bison's new number two ended up being a turd in almost all aspects this guy had every chance to succeed and become a notable member of the franchise, but failed to make an impact pretty much at all. Uh, a bunch of pros picked him up initially. He had a unique mechanic in his poison system, and he was hella high up the ladder at Shadowloo when it was a dominant force here in the, the Street Fighter universe. He had like everything going for him, and then all of it fell flat to the point where I can't think of a single Fong moment where he shined in the entire story mode. Like, it, it, it wasn't until Mono won with him recently, and shout-outs to Mono. He does great work with them. Uh, you know, anytime a low-tier character wins a tournament, you, big props to the player, but he has just been this gigantic flop. And maybe Capcom can come, come up with something for him later on, but he was nearly dead on arrival, and why would you want to repeat that same mistake twice? Every time the character pops up in ranked, my, my stomach doesn't go like, oh, a challenge, yes, let's do it. It goes... Crap, I'm going to lose all these points to this Fong player because I have no idea. <laughs> Five years into the game, how to play against him yet. <laughs> because he's this perfect, perfect package of not popular enough to drive me to, and that's on me, I get it, not yep. popular enough for me to study, but not good enough to like really win with. And, uh, and 
but but good enough to steal away all of these turns and wins and get me frustrated. Get, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I was excited for Fong when he was uh, he was the last character yeah. revealed for Street Fighter V's launch roster. He was supposed to be OP in certain respects. This He had its own unique mechanic, which of course is very difficult to balance when nobody else can do basically what you're doing here. It, yeah, uh, I guess. Uh, I Again, he's one, he's one of those characters that I would be okay with them kind of revisiting. But also, like, don't put yourself through the whole, like, trying to balance a poison, a DOT mechanic again. It's like, I get it. We tried it. Do something else. You know, have another character. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with it. But I am... I will say I'm very surprised that uh, Nikali did not make this list for you. Yeah, I mean, Nikali could be in there. I actually, the thing about Nikali is I think his, his visual design is incredible. And I think there's a lot of stuff that they really did quite well with them and if they rebooted him and did what they initially initially intended which was like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of character I think he'd be amazing and, yeah. and you you could keep his you know plot line basically the same and just say hey he evolved into that he ate like you know some hamburgers or Rufus or whatever and, and now he's got this other side of him you know that you can see and it's like oh well that's the easy way of solving it and then he could be what he was intended to be so I actually think Nicali's got quite a bit of potential but I considered him for the list because you know it's it's what we got was beyond disappointing so yeah he gets this jagged scar on like the side and it becomes a vi so six you know it's yeah like, it's like <laughs> that would be great like that would capcom you're welcome <laughs> call on the launch roster for street fighter six let's go <laughs> let's do it boom all right shell that's gonna wrap us up for this week of the event House podcast if you hate us all now with a passion go ahead and leave a comment and other stuff below letting us know how we're stupid and other things like that for suggesting street fighter 4 should come back and the who who should not be on the street fighter 6 launch roster all that other kind of stuff um it really does help out the channel quite a bit um if you don't mind you know leaving a like doing all that kind of wonderful you're stuff you're allowed subscribe. to say nice things too yes just, yeah, just yeah. We, we like the nice things we like the not nice things too they make us laugh as well so once again y'all thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon see you